halfway through the Australian Open, Andy. Here's here's what we've got uh, to go through today. We've got uh, the Bernard Tomic and Leighton Hewitt saga. I can't wait. Uh, Federer lost to Tsitsipas. Unbelievable. Uh, Andy Murray is going to go under the knife. Uh, we've got an update on our Canadian players. Uh, Francis Tiafo is uh, channeling my, LeBron my boy. James. That's my boy. <laughs> uh, getting through to the quarterfinals. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, super tie breaks in the fifth set and Sharapova and bathroom breaks. Is it cheating? I guess we'll see. <laughs> um, okay, so should we start with uh, Bernard Tomic and Leighton Hewitt? What, what's going on here? Well, those two have had it in for each other for a while, haven't they? Yes. You know, uh, Tomic, I mean, his relationship with Tennis Australia in a whole is, is, is an interesting one. Um, it's always been fraught with a little bit of tension. I definitely. Guess. And being a young child star growing up, you know, as he was, a lot of pressure and probably a lot of people telling him what to do. It's shaped him as a man he is now. True. Um, I mean, and his dad has always been, at least from the sidelines, a relatively toxic influence. Yeah, controversial as well. Yep. Yeah, even Tomic asking for him to be removed from matches and yep. you know, crazy exactly stuff right. like that. He um he asked the umpire to give him a code violation for coaching yeah. from his dad because he wanted <laughs> his dad removed from the stadium. And the umpire said, Well I can't do that. Yep. He said, Well can you give me a code violation then? Because he's coaching me. <laughs> that's hilarious. Just just tell him to get out of here. Give me a code violation so he stops doing whatever he's doing. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, so Tomich comes out and says, uh, nobody likes Lane Hewitt, nobody likes playing for him at the Davis Cup level. And I guess by nobody he really means um, himself. Kokonakis and Nick Curious. Definitely. Um, of course, there's a lot of talent in Australia, so there's a lot of other options to choose from. Um, he's just one of the most vocal members. Yeah. He also went a bit deeper in there. He mm -hmm. accused Hewitt of giving wild cards to his own crew. Hewitt has his own team around him that he's trained up, and, you know, the Alex Bolts and the... Demon Ors. The Demon Ors and... So, yeah, so is, is Tomic alleging that... Because we actually spoke about last week that we were surprised that Kokonakis didn't get a wild card. Yeah. Um, so is Tomic alleging that since Hewitt has a bit of pull with Tennis Australia, that wild cards are being given to players that Hewitt likes for the Australian Open? Yeah, not only that Hewitt likes, but I believe Hewitt is a, has his own team management team, and mm -hmm. I'm sure that all these players are under that management team, so I'm sure he's getting a cut. Oh, Right, so these guys are going out there and losing first round or second round or third round, like Popperin did, and uh, Hewitt gets his percentage, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say that that's. I mean, look, we're talking about Kokonakis. Kokonakis was offered a wild card allegedly before the Australian Open, and apparently Leighton Hewitt vetoed that wild card. Kokonakis went into the Australian Open, played all through qualifying, qualified, and in doing so, injured himself and pulled out the first round. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that it's BS, but it, it, it doesn't hold as much weight when it comes from a personality like Tomic, because no. he hasn't earned a reputation over the years where you're going to be like, oh man, we've got to really look into this, because what he's saying could be true and if it is then it needs to be looked at but i'm looking at this thing saying bernard tomich he's got a, a tough personality to uh get behind 
Um, I mean, and look, you and I both love these personalities. Definitely. We love these personalities in sport. And that's a reason we're leading with this story. But is he the most, uh, you know... Well, Tom, Tom got into saying, I thought Leighton Hewitt was retired. And I thought Leighton Hewitt was retired since 2016 when Leighton oh, Hewitt retired at Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. He's got 11 wild cards. In singles? Doubles. Just doubles, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's 11 wild card spots that he's taking a position away from possibly a young junior who deserves that wild card spot. I think that's ridiculous. He played mm-hmm. in every lead-up tournament to the Australian Open and got given himself a wild card to the Australian Open. Do you win any matches? No, it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think... Yeah, I think he won one or two in uh, Sydney actually, but because he was a very good doubles player. Yeah, but still, back in the day, if oh, you're, if you're done, you're done. He put himself into play Davis Cup last year, Gareth. Mm. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. putting yourself ahead of the players. Well, it's like you know when you and I are coaching, and sometimes you just want to hit some balls. You know, he just wanted to get back in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but not. I don't want to get out there and then represent my country. I think that's yeah. that's next level stuff. You're not out there putting it in and. How much faith do you have in your players if you're not going to put them out there before yourself? Right. So then uh, Hewitt's reaction, correct me if I'm mistaken, seemed to be um, both Tomic and Kurios do not fit with the values of Australian tennis culturally. Yeah, but they're not just part of his team, right? That's, I know, but that's, that's what he's saying. That, that's what he's saying. And this is the this is the tough fit, right? When you're a Davis Cup captain... Is it about being part of that culture but considering you want the best players available? Mm-hmm. Now, if Kokonakis, Kyrgios, uh, Tomic, and Matthew Ebden aren't part of that team, that's four top 100 players. Yep. Now, I'm sorry, those other guys are good, you know, Milman, mm-hmm. Demino, Jordan Thompson, fine. But that's not the quality of tennis that Kyrgios and, you know, for me is. Yeah. Or play, you know, and and then to go out there and put yourself out there in the lineup is even more funny. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it is. Yeah, I mean, I think from the public's perspective, Hewitt was such a great ambassador for Australian tennis because, and particularly because of his, um, you know, he had that Aussie battler yeah. mentality that Australians really love and they get behind. The same way that Di Menor has it now and will continue to be. A, a darling of Australian sports for years to come. A fighter, an exactly. underdog, and that's what they like. That they want to see somebody on the world stage taking it to people the way Leighton Hewitt did. Um, and then I guess the final part of this saga is uh, John Tomic, Bernard Tomic's dad, came out and said they're going to be suing Leighton Hewitt for um, what was the how how did they put it um, trauma from a meeting they had when uh, Tomic was seventeen. Hewitt came into his hotel room when they were on a Davis Cup trip and said, you've got to tell me who at Tennis Canada doesn't like me. To Tennis Australia. Tennis Australia, sorry, um, doesn't like me. And uh, yeah, apparently he was traumatized by that, which I think is ludicrous. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, this, is, it's, this isn't going to end this week. Hewitt came out this week and was saying that Tomic has um, verbally threatened him and... And has blackmailed his, him. Has blackmailed him. And, and, and his family. You know, it's... Um, quite dirty between the two and you don't want that I, you, right you, you're, you're the president of tennis australia how do you fix this yeah it's it's tough because they've been through pat rafter was the previous davis cup 
captain and now Leighton Hewitt, if they can't make Rafter and Hewitt work, maybe there is something toxic about this culture. Yeah, but maybe, you know, we see what's happening with the Davis Cup structure in itself, Mm -hmm. that it's going by the wayside and going into a new format that, you know, the captain of a Davis Cup team is just a, a figurehead. Yeah. And maybe that is, you know, a Pat Rafter again or a... Who knows, you know? You can't give it to someone that's... I don't, I don't know Tennis Australia well enough, but, you know, Tony Roach has been there, and he was in Hewitt's camp anyway, so he'd have the same feelings as Hewitt. It's it's, it's a bit backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's tough. Yeah. Um, okay. Our second topic is uh, Roger Federer loses to Pass. Oh, um, Sitsi. This is the... Is this the arrival of the next gen onto the world stage? Um... I actually don't think Federer played bad. Um, and I think that's why it's so impressive. Yeah. Federer beat Tsitsipas in the Hopman Cup, mm-hmm. six and six. Um, didn't break Tsitsipas' serve. Yep. Last night, he had 12 or eight break point opportunities, yep. I think. Uh, I think six or eight of them in the second set. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's a... I think that may be something that is different. That yeah. Federer's not finding his way around these young kids' game. Mm. Or maybe it's just Tsitsipas because he's serving so well. Well, as you know, I talked up Basilashvili last week. And I still rate him very, very highly. Um, and I was impressed watching that match at how well Tsitsipas played. Because I was like, look, you know, Basilashvili played really well. I mean, look... The third set went to like ten eight in the tiebreak, so it it really could have gone either way. Um, but Sitsi Pass was strong, you know, yeah. strong ground strokes. He's got a deceptively good serve, as we saw in the Federer match. So you know what? I mean, maybe it's just one of those things. Federer looked really good leading up. I mean, I think he was good in the match. Very mentally tough. I mean, mm. if you're going out there and winning three out of four, break, you know, two out of three breakers and the seven five, the third one against Roger Federer then you must be slightly better mentally on the day. Yeah, and like, as you can hear, my other dog, Alfie, is a Federer fan. He's not yeah. happy about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> what a match. Yeah, yeah, what a match, though. Um, I guess the next thing is uh, Andy Murray. He uh, lost in the first round to Bautista Agut, is that correct? Yeah. Who is still going strong as yeah. of this podcast. Four hours, you know. Murray's out there before the tournament saying, yeah, my body, I'm done. Uh, thinking about retirement. Four hours later, he's out there in the fifth set, still struggling to play with Batista Goot. Yeah, unbelievable. And then, um, you know, <laughs> right after the match, what do they do? They play the uh, retirement montage for him. <laughs> <laughs> and and now, of course, it's been announced that he's looking to undergo surgery to try and get himself back in there. Yeah, I think with the same surgeon as that the one the Byron brothers hips. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good luck. Yeah, I mean. Jeez, yeah, I mean, good, good luck, you know, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really see the point, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of feel like he should just sort of hang it up. I guess they're just practicing medicine, isn't that what they say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. How did uh, how did the Canadian players do uh, this well, week? Well, look at Chapo, made the third round. Really surprised me. Didn't um, think he'd get there, huh? Well, I think the draw opened up for him a bit. Yep. Um, but he did well. I mm-hmm. mean, even taking that set off Djokovic impressed yep. me. Yep. Um, I mean, he, let's let's be honest. He beat two players he should beat. Yep. 
And then he lost to Djokovic as he should. And that's the advantage of being seated at the slams. That's it. You know, we look at the Kyrgios and that's a tough first round mm-hmm. matchup that he had with Raonic. We'll yep. get into that in a sec. Because but... Kyrgios, if he had have had Sh- uh, Shapovalov's draw, would have done exactly the same thing. Exactly. He would have won those two matches and lost to Djokovic. Exactly. We'll get into uh, that match now, eh? Yeah, Raonic sure. versus Kyrgios. Um, what a match. Yeah, great match. Uh, high level of tennis. And I think Kyrgios said it best. Raonic played unbelievable. That serve that he he played incredible. Mm. Um, Kyrgios said after the match that he would be seventy five to eighty percent of the players in the draw, the yep. way he played. Yeah. So, you know, he was making no excuses after the match. No, and uh, Raonic has got Zverev, I think, tonight. I'm nervous because I've I've picked Zverev to go through and win it all. So that's a <laughs> that's a tough match. I think uh, Raonic is playing unbelievable. Yeah, serving huge. Mm-hmm. Got big Goran in the corner. I think. Oh, uh, how good is Goran? Wow. Yeah, it's motivation. Um, were were you uh, old enough to be staying up and watching the Pat Rafter Goran Ivanovic Wimbledon final? I remember when he went back to Croatia and took his shirt off right at the airport. I'm pretty sure he got like. <laughs> I'm not sure if he got completely naked, but I remember him taking his shirt off and doing everything. I remember my buddy uh, Steve Guinness came over to my house and we stayed up all night watching it. Yes. Yeah, because it was on the middle of the night in New Zealand, That's obviously. Right. And yeah, it was five sets and it was one of those like 6-4, 4-6, six, 6-4, four, four, six, six, four, six, you know, whatever yeah, matches. Yeah, huge and, match. Yeah, it was great. Gore. What a match. What a fiery bugger. And he was a wild card too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Unbelievable. Yeah. And like he really struggled to get through the first couple of rounds too, and he just got some momentum and just kept the kept the going, kept the going. We talk about Nishikori, yeah, you know, coming back. Mm-hmm. He's he's been down a couple of times in this tournament so far, and he's still in there. Yeah, it's surprising actually. Yeah, um, actually doing really well. Who else you got in this tournament, Gareth? Well, we should talk about the Canadians yeah, first. We'll, we'll p- p- uh, put a pause on that. Yeah. We'll just go back to uh, the women's side of the draw oh, for the I Canadians. Know. Bouchard. We had Eugenie uh, did well in Auckland the previous week, and then um, she got to the second round, lost to Serena. You know, Serena's good. <laughs> yeah. she, she, she's a decent player. I don't know if you've seen her play. Um, and that was two and two, as you'd expect. Um, and Bianca Andreescu, she got to the second round. She got through qualifying and won around there. So she's looking up and up. I don't know what her latest ranking will be, but hopefully she's sort of going to be top 100. Yeah, but what a, what a start to the year. Fantastic. Coming out, you know, qual- qualifying old. in Auckland, getting to the final, going out there in Aussie, qualifying, winning a couple of rounds. That's a start to the year you want. That's yep. something you can build off. Absolutely. Um, we have uh, Francis Tierfo, who... Uh, as I, as I mentioned earlier, is channeling his inner LeBron James. I don't know if you've seen that, Andy. He oh, came yeah. off court and was uh, doing the whole LeBron <laughs> slap of the bicep. He got LeBron's attention. LeBron knows his name now, apparently. Um, and yeah, I, I did not see this coming at all because no. he had such an indifferent start to the year. We've been touting him for the last six months on and off, but I didn't expect this because did he win a match in Perth? No, last week I wrote him off. Yep, because he didn't win his match in Perth and didn't do hadn't hadn't won a match in a while. And I was like, I don't know if he's as good as he'll be. Yeah, wow. And look, he boy, he uh, he turned it around and he's got it going. Well, it was, it was his birthday and he beat uh, Dimitrov. Yeah. During the game, there he was changing shirts in the first set four three, and uh, the umpire goes, "Oh, hurry up a bit." He goes, "Don't tell me to do it. It's my birthday." 
<laughs> something like that. And he just care. And then he goes, "You like that?" And the umpire goes, "I don't know what to say." <laughs> yeah. you know, how do I react what do to you that? Say? Yeah. No, I used to get a free pass. Don't don't rush me. It's my birthday or something like that. It's so good. What do you say? I don't know. Um, he's got Nadal next. Yeah, that's does a tough have, one. Does he have any chance? Oh, I just think Nadal is unbelievable. He's playing so good. Yeah. I, 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 I always question Nadal and how long his body's going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's holding up really well. He's yeah. he's beating people very... He smashed Burditch. Yeah. Those, two, those first two sets flew by. And, I mean, when he's playing that well, what do you do? Djokovic. That's it. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the smart money has to now be on a Djokovic-Nadal final, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I think the Canadians have a real hope of Raonic. If he's serving as well as he is and and playing as attacking tennis as he is, I think he can go out there and upset a Djokovic. Mm. Um, I hope he gets out there and beats Zarev. And you put him out there against... Uh, and Nadal in the final, I think when you've got that type of serve, it's, you know, well, you better might, than... You, it, you're going to be 6-6-6, six, six and six, right? And how, yeah. how well is your tiebreak game? 50-50 is not bad, but, you know, you could go out there in a Grand Slam final of 40-60 odds. Yeah. That's, um, you know, that's a dream. You know, yeah, something, you take isn't that. It? Yeah, you take that. Mm. Especially playing against someone that's, you know, one of the greatest of all time. Absolutely. Um, so, this... Slam is the first Grand Slam to put in a super tiebreak for a fifth set. So it gets to six all, super tiebreak. And we've seen a few. Um, it's been in matches that I haven't been following. But, I mean, I think it's a good addition. Because, uh, you know me, I don't want to be out there for seven hours watching a match. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm all in. i got some five-set stats for you. Okay. So far in the tournament, there's been 23 five-set matches in the men's tournament. That, okay. That's a lot. Seems you know, like a lot. We've um we've got two quarterfinals set, and we're playing the fourth round and the others in the top half of the draw. Uh in five of those matches, players came from two sets to love down. Five out of twenty-three. Yeah, Nishikori. I think he might have done it twice. Uh Nishikori? No. He did. Really? It, he did it first round, I think. Yeah. And he, well, he did. He did yeah, because yeah. the guy started cramping. Yeah. So let so. me just talk about this one really quick. He's playing a qualifier guy who's like 190 in the world. Yep. The guy just catches fire. Two sets just, to love up. The guy's just incredible. And then he's uh, in the third set, the guy just starts cramping. <laughs> can't do it anymore. What can't do it's it? It's that Melbourne heat. It was like 36 degrees or something. and He stayed out there struggling for if another it, two was, and a half sets. If it was, yeah, he just, I mean, he's kicking himself that it's not best of three. Oh, <laughs> you know, what, do you, what would you do? But two oh. sets to love down, five people, not bad. You said there's been a few that have gone to the super tie break. Mm-hmm. There's been one in the men's draw. No, more than that. No, one. One that I saw. Karlovich Nishikori. We're going to fact check Andy on that one. <laughs> Someone put in the comments. <laughs> I'm going to say more than one. It might, might, may have been a couple in the latest. Over under. I think there I'll was the one. <laughs> yeah, Karlovich Nishikori, 10-7 in the super. And, there uh, you go. I mean, when you've got someone like Karlovich out there, that could have been... 26-24 yeah 50-50 odds you'd yeah. take him in a, in a super um, yeah could have easily kept going all day yeah. right and that's something that I'm pleased didn't happen and now look 
Nishikori's got the chance to continue going through. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting how all the different slams kind of are trying to deal with this thing differently. You know, you'd think that the ATP would come up with a, here's how to do it. <laughs> but no, everyone kind of gets to make their own rules. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I like it. Mm. Uh, I like that, in a way, Wimbledon has kept some tradition with what they've done with the fifth set rule. Yeah. Uh, I really like the the idea of a super, um, you know, US Open does a normal tiebreaker at six all, which yep. keeps it very traditional, and I like that as well. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like them both. I just, I don't. What I don't like is just never-ending crap at the end of the match. Yeah, it's a waste of time and um, low, low quality tennis. Sharapova got in trouble, Andy, because uh, she was playing Ashley Barty, Australian uh, favorite, of course, and uh, it got to a set all, and Sharapova lost the second set. And took a bathroom break. How long do you think she was in the bathroom for? Ooh, don't know. Seven, Se- seven minutes. How long is she allowed? I don't know. I think um, she's almost allowed as long as it takes to get to the bathroom, and then then a couple of minutes. Yeah, which uh, so, the bathroom is not far off the court. No, but still, it doesn't. It do, it's not like a seven minute trek there and back. No, but it'd be a couple of minutes. You take your time there. Anyway, I would, I would if I just lost the second set six one. I would, t- I would definitely take my time there, Gareth. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm not saying that uh, she's done anything illegal, but is it within the uh, tradition of the game? Well, I mean, we did a cheating podcast a, f- a few months ago, yep. and um, if it's within the rules, bend it till it breaks. Yep, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, go to the bathroom. She might have changed clothes, uh, put water through her hair. Probably had a shower, probably had a sauna. Done, done whatever. Yep. Just try to refresh and get out there. It didn't work for her. She went down for love. Yep. Um, I mean, here's the thing, though. You've got to be smart about it because if you're in Australia playing an Australian, it's probably not smart to leave the court for seven minutes. No, not at all. You know, like go go for a couple of minutes you know, yeah. try and slow things down a little bit. Don't let the home crowd sit there and exactly. simmer. It, that's the tough bit, isn't it? It could so, have been a random and no one would have paid much difference to yeah. it. Ooh, oh, someone's here. <laughs> anyway, so I was looking through the... <laughs> they might not let us do this little part. They'll, they'll get back to it. <laughs> Go for it, man. Um, so I was looking through Twitter and it had all these things about Sharapova being a cheater. And I was like, is this because of the the drugs debacle? You know? Yeah, is from, she back on it? Yeah, is she back on it? No, it's just because she took a seven-minute bathroom yeah, break. That's not cheating. No. <laughs> not at all. I think it's hilarious. But, Ashley Barty, what a player. Yeah. You know, uh, she was a former junior Grand Slam champion, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Wimbledon. And when she was young in her career, I think she had been in the final of three Grand Slam doubles. Mm-hmm. She actually retired to play cricket. No, she didn't. Yeah, she retired to play cricket. She played cricket for a year or two years. Yeah. And uh, now this is her comeback. She's been on the comeback now for a few years, and she's really reaping the rewards. Yeah, um, good on her. You know, I think she's won a few Grand Slams and doubles now. Last year, she was at Casey Delacqua. Yep. And uh, played the year-end event, and... She's a player to watch out for, especially at home. I think she's. I think she can go all the way and play Serena. Wow. A um, f- few interesting results on the women's side. Yeah. Kurt Kerber had a, a rough one. Yeah, Danielle Collins. Who? You know, uh, 
to I me. I can even tell you where she's from. No, she's from America. Um, oh, good. She played college tennis at Virginia. Okay. Um, good school. It's a it's unusual to see a female come through the college system and then go and become a professional and have that type of success. Yes, because I mean, females tend to peak a little bit earlier yeah, than men do. Yeah, it's um, it's normally the males who are coming through the college system and having success. You know, the Steve Johnsons and players yeah. like so, John Isner. Isner. Yep. Um, and Kevin Anderson. Yeah, yeah. to to see a female come through and you know break the top hundred and have some success and go out there and smash Kerber is um it's great and you know it just shows how high level some of the college tennis is with the ladies as well absolutely yeah um i got a few picks in the ladies though all right what do you got serena's gonna go through i think very well um she'll beat hellip tonight no chances well you know pretty easy the only way she doesn't win this tournament is if she gets slighted in the final and she loses her mind well you know uh i think it's tough she's got Possibly uh, Osaka or Madison Keys. I'd love to see an Osaka rematch. Yeah, and that to be a semi-final, um, and that might bring back some memories of the U.S. Open, or who knows. And to me, I'd certainly be touted as such. I would love to see Osaka go out there and and give it to Serena again mm. um, to really show the next wave I mean, of tennis coming. She'd want to prove that it wasn't a fluke, too. That's it, right? Mm. To show that that was not, you know, I can do that on any day. Yep. You know, and on the biggest stage, I'll do it again. Yeah. Um, I think McGrews is doing really well. Yep. She went out there and beat Conter in the second round in three sets. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, she hasn't dropped a set going through. Wow. So, uh, yeah, she's doing well. I'm, I'm really hoping for that. Madison Keys, Osaka quarterfinal. Yep. A couple of young guns having a go. But uh, as I say, Ashley Barty, she'll go through the bottom half and make the final. Heard it here first. Hey, oh. I'm still picking Medvedev. What? He's look. Medvedev has had a very good tournament. He has. I can't believe he's made it as far as he did. Yeah. Last week I was laughing at you. Yep. Well, you might still be if he gets destroyed by Djokovic. But <laughs> you know what? If if you if you've got a cheeky uh, fiver, throw it on Medvedev today. Why yeah, not? I think he's like seven to one, eight to one. There you go. What? What do you got to lose? You might make forty five, forty yeah. bucks, whatever you. Hey, oh. Um. All right. Should we wrap it up there, Andy? Yeah, I've got a couple picks as well. All right. Raonic, W money. Magruza, W money. Mm-hmm. Barty. W money. Ram Salisbury in the doubles over W money. That's a bit of an upset. And Medvedev, you just smash Medvedev. It. Put, put it all together. <laughs> put it all in a multi and then you are away <laughs> laughing, my friends. You're off to the Bahamas <laughs> for a few weeks. <laughs> all right. We'll be back next week to recap the Aussie Open and what has been shaping up to be a pretty damn good Aussie Open. So has far. been. Um, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you want us to discuss a certain topic, reach out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. We are Two Guys Talk Tennis. Go Michael Venus. You're in the corners. You can win it. Yep. Great job. Do, do it, man. Do yeah. it. Go Sorry. to the Kiwis. Carry on. Uh, if you like the cut of our jib, please subscribe, rate, and share. Hey, y'all. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>